get ready for an epic experience that you won't forget. The Be Your Best Self Conference, August 22nd at the Grand Event Center in Grandview Heights. You'll rub elbows with some seriously cool folks in the business world and soak up all sorts of wisdom about being a bold leader, rolling with the punches, and smashing through any obstacles that may come your way. It's not just about setting through speeches. It's about making connections and diving deep into learning that'll stick with you for ages. We've got a killer lineup of speakers just for you. First up, we've got Brian John, the brains behind Echo and Athena, who's going to drop some knowledge bombs about leading with love. Next, we'll hear from Shara Hutchison, the powerhouse CEO of Exposure, who's going to spill the beans on how to navigate change like a pro, whether it's in your personal life or at work. And then brace yourself for Stephen Carr, the mastermind behind Belief Force, who's going to show us how to kick those self-limiting beliefs to the curb and step into our full potential. But wait, there's more. We've got a lively panel discussion lined up where we'll tackle the ins and outs of working with different generations in the workplace, led by the amazing Dahlia Calgreen from United Residential Management. And to keep the momentum going all day long, we've got the one and only LaShondra Baker from LBB Edutainment as our hype woman. Oh, and don't even think about sneaking out early, because we've got some seriously awesome prizes up for grabs at the end of the day. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready for a day packed with inspiration and connections. Chamberpartnership.org backslash BYBS 2024. This season of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Burgess and Nipple, a nationally recognized engineering and architecture firm. The flourishing city of Grandview Heights. Optimized chiropractic, where every visit you leave moving, feeling, and healing better. And City of Upper Arlington, where superior services and citizens come first. Find out more about this season's sponsors in the show notes in each Business Inspires episode. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Here's Michelle Wilson. Good morning, Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. This is David Polakowski, the President and CEO of the Chamber. This morning, I have Jamie Bartlett with PolyPay, who is a new member. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. And relocating back to Ohio from Columbus, or from California. From California. I almost said Columbus, but yes. you grew up in Akron. I had I had family. So I, unfortunately, as I said, I, I was born in Michigan, and I'm very sorry about that. Uh, so you bleed red, I, even though you Oh, were, absolutely. Okay. I'm the daughter of, of two parents from Akron, Ohio. I am the granddaughter of a supervisor from Goodrich Tire Company. So I am 100% through and through a Buckeye. But as they've said, I needed a passport to come through state lines uh, because... Unfortunately, I was like, I didn't choose where I was born, but I can choose where I am now. But doesn't it give you immigration status here in Ohio because <laughs> your parents were born here? I think so. I get grandfathered in maybe a little maybe. bit. Maybe. Like, you know, it's like, like when, I'm a dreamer. Is it like I'm yeah, like the Ohio dreamer act yeah, or something like that? dreaming to have that residence yes, full time back yes, in Ohio. Yes. So, so I'm very excited to be back. And I know we've had conversations about how you got to California and everything. So tell everybody a little bit about your transition sure. to California and how you got 
to uh, with Polypay. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, as I said, born in Michigan, uh, lived in uh, Michigan for a while, and then uh, part of my high school years in St. Louis, so another part of the Midwest that I enjoyed and came back to family. I had family in Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Columbus, Akron, so kind of all over the state. So I was always back there. I went back to school. I went to college in, in Boston at Wellesley. Had never been to California before. Had always been an East Coast, Midwest person got a job out there in marketing uh, and didn't even know where Irvine, California was. I thought, well, let's go for it. So I, I started out in marketing there and then, uh, you know, the tech bubble and whatnot occurred. So I'm dating myself um, that, uh, you know, I went back to school. I went back and, and got a graduate degree and went back to work. I got hired in consulting for Accenture, which is a massive global it's like working for another country, sort of. It's a very big, very big uh, company. So I worked up in San Francisco for many years. It was a great job for someone who was still sort of trying to figure out who they were. So I got to work in tech and legal, union work, HR, leadership development. Uh, never thought I would start my own company. I'm, I'm a daughter of a banker. So my father worked for National Bank of Detroit uh, for many years, and he worked in the trust operations. So always kind of grew up watching him talk about financials, taking care of customers, taking care of people's monies and their future. Uh, and he worked also in, in merchant processing, which Polypay is a part of. And I thought, what, you know, if I were to start a company, uh, you know, where would I put it? And at that time, my parents had purchased a second home in San Luis Obispo, California. So I, and that's yeah. once I still can't pronounce that San Luis Obispo, San Luis yeah. Obispo. So, or people like to affectionately call it slow. They just call it slow. I'm going to slow. I know. And there's, it's a good and bad phrase for that. It depends on if you, if you're a, if you're a local there, they don't like it too much, but it's, it's easier than San Luis Obispo. So it was funny. They went from St. Louis, Missouri to San Luis Obispo. Uh, and, and so they purchased a second home. I'd lived and worked in, in San Francisco and LA. And I thought, well, if I'm going to start something, what a kind of perfect, middle of the state, perfect sized uh, city, because it's one of those cities where if you do something wrong, everybody knows. And if you do something great, everybody knows. So it kept me on my toes. And, and I have a question then, because I'm going to talk to you about our Be Your Best Self and yes, different yes. things too. But what made you go from corporate to starting your own business? What was the driving force? I think I learned a lot growing with big corporations. I worked for Accenture, which at the time had 120,000 people working across the world for it. I had worked for Pacific Gas and Electric, as often happens in the consulting industry. Um, I jumped ship for a customer that I was working with. So I had been assigned to PG&E for a few years, and they asked me to come and work directly for them. And that, again, was another large company, 35 to 45,000 people that worked for it. And I learned a lot, but it was, I think what I learned is it's so difficult to, to tilt and, and create change. There were so many levels to go through to, to titrate and just change tack, even on the smallest things. It took multiple meetings. You had to wait for people. And then you just have the people that had been there a long time. They were afraid of change. They they didn't understand these younger people. Um, both of those companies were more geared towards uh, uh, an, uh, a 
average, you know, employee was in their 40s or 50s. So they, you know, they were, tr- we were trying to bring some new thought to it. And there was just a lot of pushback. And eventually, you could get yourself heard, but it took such a long time. And I thought, all right, one thing, what industry am I interested in? What problem do I want to solve? And I thought, well, merchant processing is an industry is an industry that is rife with bad actors and taking advantage of, uh, you know, business owners that don't uh, don't have time to figure out something like that. Look, they have to get something that's going to get them their money every day, swipe a card, and that's it. Uh, I thought, well, let me do that. And then I just love the idea of having my own little little island where you could just wake up one day and go, no, you know, we're, we're going to do this. And you just got to, to push the button or sign, you know, sign the document. And that's where you're going. And that's what I love most about that, David. And PolyPay has been in existence for how long now? Uh, we, I was formed in 2014. So okay. we're just about seven years old. It was, it was early January 20 of 2014. So yeah, I can't believe that it's already been seven years. Yes. And why, you chose Upper Arlington to relocate to. Yes, yes. Why? I picked Columbus specifically also just because, you know, coming home to the homeland, as they call it. Um, uh, is, and, it and it is funny because yes. she always, when we email yes. back and forth and she's in California, she's like, I'm coming to the homeland. Oh, yes, and I'm, I just chuckle to myself yes, knowing, yes. you know. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just countdown. It's like, like I said this morning, it's like Christmas. I'm like, all right, six more get-ups until I have to get to the, I get to the homeland. So, because that's what I grew up, my parents were always calling that, you know, let's get back to the homeland, you know. Uh, and and that's where, as my mom would say, people were smarter, nicer, and better looking. We're from Ohio, so uh, <laughs> so I picked Columbus because it was just a good in between space for both family and then in Ohio, it was so easy to get to other cities. I loved Columbus because I'd read a lot about it, and it sounded like such a fun city. It was growing. There was a lot of different industries. There were a lot of interesting entrepreneurial people coming there. It's, I read that it's a test market for a lot of different types of businesses that I knew I could support and and provide services to. So I think that's why I picked it. And then kind of just driving through Columbus, I, I I got a little bit of a of a San Luis Obispo vibe, but not quite from here that I just I liked the size of this this area. And there was, again, so much going on, farmers markets and pop up shops and all of that. And I thought there's so much runway ahead here. I'd love to be a part of it. And we're glad you're here. No, thank you. Because this, this connection is very <laughs> Uh, strong and, and it's interesting when you meet certain people where you just feel all of a sudden feel that connection. Right. Yes. So, yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to step away from polypay and talk more about you. So we had talked about one of our, you know, our initiatives is be your best self. So yes. who is your best self? Hmm. I love that. I love when somebody's very social and, and I throw a question at them mm-hmm. and they go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, I think I think you it's I think you get different versions of your best self as you go through life. When I look at, you know, 21 year old Jamie, where you think I'm doing my, the best I can. I think it's all dependent upon goals for yourself, all the tools that you've picked up along the way. I think if I could say the best self for me is it's somebody who is 
with PolyPay, for instance, I know bringing that back up. No, it's, that's fine. It's, 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 it's you. That's who it, you it are. It is. It was, it's just I, I became so in, entwined with PolyPay as I started to create it because being an advocate for people, calling on for people to advocate for themselves as business owners um, and, and making sure that they're well taken care of. And that's why we're a little bit different is I think I've incorporated that best self into the fabric of PolyPay and to the people that also work with us is we're constantly on the lookout for, you know, we're a smaller ISO, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few women owned ISOs they call out in the country in this industry. But I think that's, it's someone who is getting up every day and problem solving and looking out for the customer and looking ahead for them and making sure they're being not overserved, underserved, and just preparing them for success, whatever their success looks like. So I think I love it. Every day, I think I might be a different version of my best self, depending on what problems I'm solving for, for somebody. And, you know, before we started, we sat down and you, you know, talking to Brett about what he does and who he is. And you asked him the question and I'm going to ask you the question. Mm -hmm. In fourth grade, what did you see yourself doing? I saw myself as a banker. I used to draw myself like on this in this big brown table, like with a, a I still probably draw draw about the same sad, uh, like in a little pinstripe suit with like a ponytail. And I was sitting there like on the phone and like I had papers in front of it because that's what I imagined. That's what I was seeing with my dad. I thought that's there's something where and it was just sort of like me there. And there was like a window and the, the sun and all of that. And I thought, I, I yeah, I want to be a banker. I want to I want to interact with people. And so it was always kind of that. But I didn't know what that entailed at the time. I just thought, all right, my dad goes out every day and he's solving problems for people and he's making sure their money's safe. And I thought that sounds like a really, a really good person to be. So, yeah, I did at that time think of that. And then going into consulting, it was fantastic for somebody who got right out of college who didn't know necessarily at that point how they were going to get from banking. I, I was a, I was ended up being a liberal arts major, uh, English and economics major. And I thought, well, how do I turn that into banking? Let me go find, find myself. And that's where with Accenture, it was interesting because I got to be in different pockets in different industries. So it was like having nine different jobs over five years. It was great. Well, and, and it's interesting because with the Be Your Best Self, we did a leadership panel in February. And one of the questions that we asked our panel is during the past year and a half or even throughout your career, what did you have to give up? Personal, professional, what do you feel you gave up to get to where you are today? In, in yeah. everyday life, what do you have to give up sometimes? Yeah. I think it's 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 planning things for yourself. It's it's always having to be available. I think I always joked that my, my dad used to always joke, and it's like the same for me. He said, "Look, you know, we're a corporate family, so you know, you'd have depending on what the business needed or his team needed. Were you going to make it to that vacation?" Nine times out of ten, we didn't, you know, or it would be have to be rescheduled or something like that. I think you are, you had to you have to build your personal life around your customers. But I don't I don't see that as a giving up. It's an it's an augment because when I see how happy they are and they feel like they're taken care of, I don't feel like that's that's a loss. It's like the company sort of become me too. Again, like we talked about, it's it's we've become together. So I think giving up probably kind of maybe planning a few things for yourself, but that's it. And, you know, we were talking, too, we have our book club tomorrow mm -hmm, night, mm -hmm. The Radical Empowerment Movement. And one of the things 
and I still have a few pages to go. Shh, don't tell Carrie. Um, but one of the things in the book, and there's, and we said, it's not rocket science, but it's like a slap in the face to hello. Yes, this is what we need to be doing. And with that, you know, Carrie had talked about her being on all the time when she was in corporate America and vacations. And do you make that separation between your personal and professional life? So when you vacation, do you turn your work life on and, and being a business owner, mm-hmm. can you do that? I think you, you have to, to a certain extent because you have to step back. And then again, using the best self phrase again, in order to, in, while doing that, you're ensuring that you're bringing your best self forward when your customer needs it. But no, I, I can say wherever I've been, I mean, you be in bed at night. I joke. It's like you're laying in bed looking up and it's like Queen's Gambit where you're like, you're moving the pieces across the ceiling or something. It's it. And I think that's when you love something you do it, it again, it incorporates into yourself as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I try. I try to do a little bit of separation, but like you know, in our industry, not all businesses are nine to five. Certainly, and some have very odd hours. And I've had employees that get calls when they're in the shower on a Saturday morning. When they're mo- that's happened when they've mowed the lawn, when they're out at a concert, and they they take that call. So I'm I'm grateful that they kind of follow the same um, excitement and you know involvement that I have for the company. And the other thing we talked about is carries pow pow shoes yes what's your pow pow hmm. your superhero what what is that driving force what is that driving force i know oh i love that number two <laughs> number two it, it makes see me, hmm. and here's the one thing it's i notice hmm. you're when it comes to talking about you you're you take a deep breath mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you like formulate your answer but your business. So that's, that's where that separation comes sometimes, but what is your pow pow, not your business, right? Outside of your business. I'll, I'll put that challenge on you. And I guess when you say pow pow, cause I, I'm, it's interesting as I, as I went through the book, I don't know if it takes on a different, it doesn't, if it takes on a different visualization for other people. I, I, again, I don't know. I'm going to sound like a bit like a broken record, David, but it's like, it's just that getting up there and every day is a new day. And you, you know, it's the, everything is limitless at that point. I'm just excited about that. I don't know what the day is going to be. And I just look forward. It's an energy thing. I think it's just a, it's, it's looking forward to what's happening and what I can do and what's going to get thrown my way. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a problem solving aspect. I like that. I get a lot of energy and the, and the people that work at Polypay get a lot of energy from interacting with customers and being with them, being on site with them and educating them and training them. And it's that. I think we all get sort of that contact high off of the, the human interaction because this, the companies themselves are interesting, but learning about why they built them or how they came to be or how many generations have gone through. That's where I get, you know, a contact high off. It's just that I learned so much from them and hopefully they learn from us too. And, and, you know, and it's interesting because I never thought about my pow pow and and we're, our personalities are very similar. So like my pow pow is bringing people together, whether it's personal or professional and watching them interact. Yes. I thrive off of that. And when I can sit back and say, okay, this is working. I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. So 
in the book, and I'm going to use this because we were talking about it, which, what's fun to you? What do you think is fun things to do? Because it talks about how growing old, we give up that fun that, you know, it's working and different things of that sort. So what is your fun? I love to, and maybe that's just a nod to the liberal arts side of me. I love, I love reading and I love writing. So that's my outlet. I do a lot, not, not necessarily journaling, but I do a lot of just writing a lot of, it's more kind of taking down my thoughts and whatnot and what I've learned. And, and it's just sort of, a, it has to go somewhere. I think otherwise I don't know what I would do. So it's always learning. I love the fact that you're never, you should never stop learning. I think maybe some people give that up with, business they sort of you can see some businesses where they've just sort of reached a certain plateau and that's where you know and it's reflective of the owner or whatever whether they don't have the time or whatever it is that just kind of it, it just stays on that level and I don't ever want to have that kind of company or be that kind of person where you're not learning because you never know who you're going to meet that's what I didn't know I would meet you I would learn so much you've taught me so much about Columbus and the areas and, and where to go and and, you know, I probably pestered you with too many emails. Like, I can't wait to, you know, can oh, I ask no, you one no, more no, thing? No, can no, I, no, as no. I said, I'm coming back in your inbox again. So I think that's it. It's just learning. I, I have to keep learning. And I know that should never stop. And, and that's what is, that's what keeps me going too. And I think you hit it. When you become stagnant, you've stopped. And like in the, I've been in nonprofit world almost 30 years. So it's not necessarily totally reinventing, but adjusting with the times. Mm-hmm. You know, how have you adjusted with the times over the past year and a half? Two, almost two years now. Yeah, and it was, and it, you know, for for the company, for Polypay, it was a big thing because what, what happened when the world kind of stopped turning for a while was businesses had to figure out how to sink or swim. And we were on the forefront of that with people that, look, how do I keep my business open? How do I keep my employees and my customers safe? How do I keep the dollars coming through the front door in a safe manner that is easy to use. So several customers, we had to go and figure out and reinvent, use different tools, you know, do do e-commerce things, use mobile payments. I mean, whatever it would work, contactless pickups, contactless payments, whatever it took to kind of keep doors open that way. So we, every customer, a majority of our customers came back to us and said, all right, rules have changed. So what do we need to do? And and that's why I'm grateful that, as we always told them, come back to us. Don't do the research by yourself. We'll, we Let us know that this is our pocket we're good at. Let us come and help you figure out how to get through it. And thankfully, I'm grateful about 98% of our customers made it made it through the pandemic and whatnot. We had a couple that just couldn't couldn't do it. And I, and I certainly understand that it's what you can do. But they, they came out of it, I think, with a renewed faith, I hope for us, and and that they can they can tie you know they can sidestep when something like this comes comes through their doors. And that's the thing. And as a business owner, a woman business owner, what advice do you give up to up and coming young women and future business owners? Sure, I think you have to always look for again networking. That's what I'm excited about being a part of the chamber. I think. Never knowing who you're going to run into, being open to any kind of opportunity. Don't immediately kind of read something that doesn't. What is it? I, yeah, of course. What is the opportunity cost of your time? But what could it be? What could what? What not knowing? So I think putting yourself out there, 
doing resources, asking any kind of question, as you know, David, stupid or not. I mean, if you think it is or not, I mean, it's, it's, I think that's the thing I've learned is every day there's a different opportunity to learn something, meet someone who knows where that's going to go down the road. And, and I, I, I think I'm an example of that from, I have relationships from, from more than half a lifetime ago that I still have for a reason that I just went on a lark. I thought, yeah, I'll go to this event or I'll go to this, you know, again, like this, the, the book club, I'll go to this open event. I'll go, oh, and there's just some free networking event. Let me go down there and talk and, and, and hand business cards out and um, raise your hand a lot. Or like I am get into David's email box a lot and say, what about this? What about that? You know, just, you know, I love this phrase from my father. It says, you don't ask, you don't get. So I think that's what you do. You have to put yourself out there. And I think maybe women, I don't think it's the case anymore for women, but maybe it was years ago. I don't, I think there's, there's a lot of fierce women out there that I had no clue existed until I started going out there and I go, whoa, okay, wow. Yeah. I want to be you. It was like the Wonder Woman poster or something that was, and again, that like we talk about that energy that there's that contact high off of people like that, and suddenly your mind starts working and you start thinking about things you never thought before. So, well, and that's we have a new member that joined last week, and she is a first-time business owner, purchased the business in December, and we connected. And I forget how. Oh, no, actually, it was on, through Facebook, the mm-hmm. UA discussion group, mm-hmm. and UA Nutrition. I met with her, Marissa. We sat and talked, and, and it's about conversations and thinking outside the box and zigging and zagging. So, you know, you're right. It, there are so many powerful, strong women in this chamber and in the Tri-Village area. And yes. And I consider you one of those. Oh, bless you. Thank you. And that's another great example I had, too, David. The other day I was at another, I uh, was at a, a networking event in, in San Luis Obispo, slow. Uh, and a, a young gal came up to me and, and we were talking and I, I loved it. One of the events, they had just sort of a handful of questions on the table. They're like, just ask these icebreakers. And one of the, uh, the questions was, well, what do you, you know, what are you afraid of? And, and she said, well, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And I said, well, why? She had been in, in the eye care industry for about seven years, and it was a good job. But when the pandemic hit, she couldn't deal with it anymore. And so she was a fantastic photographer. She showed me her pictures and whatnot. And she said, so, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, I opened a photography studio. I'd say, I said, I would consider that a huge success. I think you you – you conquered your fears there by doing that. I mean, who else would start a business in the middle of a, a pandemic not knowing it's going to happen? And she kind of, you know, she stood up a couple more inches taller and she's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. I said, sure, because you're down in the you're, you're down in the trenches doing it. You don't even realize till you pop your head up. Oh, I'm still here. Everything's going well. You know, it's I'm, I'm actually doing something. And that's the fun part. You don't even realize it. And then at the end, you kind of you've built the track and you turn around and you go, wow, that's a lot of miles. And I was so happy for her. I was excited for her. And, and she, I hope left feeling better because she, she thought that she hadn't gotten anywhere and she had dozens of customers and a studio. And I thought, my goodness, gal, you're doing great. And, and I think that's where the seasoned professionals as yourself come in and help with the next generation of business owners. So 
If somebody wants to get a hold of you about Polypay, how sure. do they contact you? Oh, sure. You? Yeah, we'd, you know, we'd love it. It's a conversation that if somebody just doesn't understand their processing solution, if they're doing the right thing, or if they're getting the right rate for something, if they just, they just want somebody who's going to break it down for them. And we'll take as much time as they need, you know, to mm-hmm. educate them. So our website is polypay.com. It's P-O-L-Y-P-A-Y.com. Uh, or you can send us an email at info at polypay.com, or we love phone calls too, 805-592-2700. All right, Jamie, thank you. We could go on for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I know we could. So, um, and if you miss all that, you can always contact me at info at chamberpartnership.org. Jamie, thank you. Thank you for the time. I look forward to the future yes. with you part of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Me and too. have a great day, everybody. Yes, thank you.